Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. My talkers, it's hump day. It's five o'clock, which means it's time for a little pop culture jeopardy. Usually Rocco's in the building, but we're all rooting for Rocco right now because he is up for a Mercury Award. And we're going to find out shortly if he won. But until then, I'm going to hang out with you guys for a little... That's kind of what I'm thinking here because I don't want to. I saw Rocco just a minute ago. Yeah. He's winning. He's waiting to hear about the award. You know, he's nominated for oh, a, a prestigious oh, radio he award. Really? Yeah. Is. That Which he's yes. won before at a different station. Yeah, and they announced the winners here at five o'clock. So him and oh him my and, gosh, him right, and, fingers crossed for Rocco. Big news for Rocco. Well, okay. Today is Martin Scorsese. Is it Scorsese, Scorsese or Scorsese? You can say it either way. Okay, Martin Scorsese's 79th birthday today. So I'll give you the IMDb description and release year, and you tell me the name of this Scorsese-directed movie. Do you guys know his movies very well? Yeah. Okay, then good, because I'm not going to be able to give you too many hints here, because I'm not the biggest uh, dictionary of his movies. But here we go. 1976, set in a decaying and morally bankrupt New York City following the Vietnam... Taxi driver. Wow. Was it really? Yeah. Oh, I'm just going to lose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just give up right Robert now. Robert De Niro, Jodie Foster. Yes. Wow, look at you. You're problematic never, when you look back on girl. it. But, you know, I mean, not problematic, but, I mean, just it's a violent story. Travis Burkle, the character De Niro plays, is just awful. Awful person. I have not seen that. I'll have to check it out. Uh, yeah, it's gritty, yeah. Grant. It's a gritty movie. Then I might like it. Yeah. I might like it. All right, 1980 is the year, okay? The story of boxer Jake LaMotta, played by Robert De Niro, oh, yeah. whose violence and temper led him to the top of the Raging ring. Bull. Look at you. I'm just going to sit here. I'm trying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you not ever I've see never, that movie? I've never That's seen that one. one. I know it's a winner. Winner, chicken dinner. And the seen. woman who plays his wife, Jake LaMotta's wife in it, she's kind of like, there's a tra- tragic story about really? her. The actress, the oh, woman. really? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I wonder what happened with her. There's probably a podcast or something. I'm sure. But let's yeah. see if you can run the okay. table here. This is okay. this is interesting. 1990, the story of Henry Hill, played by Ray Liotta, and the his... Goodfellas. L- wow. Mm-hmm. I can't even get through these things. Look at this. Good <laughs> um, job. I, I love, apparently, Scorsese films. <laughs> she does. Um, okay. Yeah. So you're three for three, and I haven't... And you know what? So far, I haven't even gotten through the first sentence, so you are kicking butt here. 1995. Starring Robert De Niro and Casino. Sh- and Sharon Stone. Yeah, Casino. <laughs> wow. Is a anyone else of- going to be able to get an answer in edgewise? She's got to run on the board right now. This is awesome. I'm, I'm gonna, so okay with I'm this. I'm seeing if she can even get it in the first sentence here. All okay, right. 1993. Daniel Day-Lewis and Michelle Pfeiffer, a tale. Scarface. No, wait. No. It's um, my left foot. 
<laughs> no, keep going. A tale of the 19th century New York high society in which... Escape from Age of York. Innocence. Was it Age of Innocence? Something of New York. Age of Innocence. It was Age of, I don't think I've... I, I don't know that I've seen these oh, movies. Oh my gosh, that's a good one. I think that's the thing. I don't know that I've seen many of these except... Scorsese? Yeah. I really haven't. Yeah. Well... Well, you know he's my loss. Yeah, he's had an interesting love life too, old Marty with the bushy with the black bushy, eyebrows. Bushy, bushy back black mm-hmm. eyebrows, yeah. All right, here we go. 2002, Daniel Day-Lewis, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Leonardo DiCaprio star. The Departed. No. no. In 1862, Amsterdam, Volin returns. The gangs of New York. There's the gang. That was That's the one, the one you were. Oh, that was the one I was trying to think of. I, you didn't like that one? I no. saw that. It was very violent. It. Oh, it was gruesome. I did not like yes. that movie at yeah. all. It's okay. just six to zero. It is. Mm-hmm. And she still hasn't even let me finish one description. So she's on <laughs> well, fire. Just think we're going to have time to, to do other things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got a few left here. So right. it's okay. 1991, a convicted rapist played by Robert De Niro is released from prison after serving a 14 year sentence and stalks the family of a lawyer who originally defended him played by Nick Nolte. Yeah, this is, um, it's a remake of a movie from the sixties and it's a scary Sounds awful. Oh no, it's scary. It sounds it's so awful. good, but I can't think of the name oh, of it right now. Oh, oh, it's oh, a oh. remake. I know what this one is. It's um, a remake with the same. Do they name. go rafting? Well, is there a boat ride in it? Yeah, There's a boat. There is a boat. Yeah. I know this movie. Give us one clue. No, 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 no. Let me just come up with it, please. Give us one clue. No, I know the name. Cape Fear. Yes. Mm-hmm. Look at that. <laughs> I didn't even get to give you a yeah, clue. But I, I knew the. I, Cape Fear. You Julia got the boat. Lewis is in there. I hated this movie. Yeah. I guess. Creepy. This is a remake of a, like a 19. Was, I forget it was in the original. 1962 film was the original of the same name. It was a remake in 1991. Okay. Good job. I, it was so scary. I hated that movie mm-hmm. all right. it was a good noir yeah oh but creeper whoa. without you know not a lot of like i like noir like body heat that's got yes. violence and good and sex. sex there's no sex in <laughs> so that thing. much nudity and body fear. heat though the early 80s were all so there was so great. much nudity and they were such better r's yeah <laughs> or even pg-13 yeah, back then because yeah. like porkies you know some of those movies you were right. pg-13 and seeing whatever you wanted to see okay right. you have run the table seven straight here We've got four left. Mm-hmm. 1986, starring Paul Newman and Tom Cruise. Fast Eddie Felsen. Teach color it Money. Up. Yeah, Color Money. I was oh. just going to say. Very good. Oh, yeah, nice job. Paul, when you're talking about Paul, Paul and Newman, Tommy, yeah. they were my sweet spot back mm-hmm. in the day. There you go. Okay, 1988, William Defoe portrays Jesus Christ and his struggle with various forms of temptation, including... The Tempest. Feet. The Last Temptation yeah, of the Christ. Last tempt- the yeah. Last Temptation of Christ. There's me, Tempest. <laughs> <laughs> but I knew, that, I knew that it was yeah, last. Yeah, yeah. I know. Okay. Two left. Okay. 2004, Leonardo DiCaprio. Departed. Nope. Stars in a biopic. Wolf of Wall Street. Stars in a Mm. biopic depicting the early years of the legendary director and aviator, Aviator. Howard Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes. Aviator. The aviator. There you Mm. go. Lastly, here we go. (laughs) Departed. I'm just going to take it. Leonardo DiCaprio and Jonah Hill star in the true story. Wolf of Wall Street. I got it. I got that one. I'm just taking that one. I think you said okay. the wolf, but we'll you give it to you. I said Wall Street. You said the wolf, and then I said the wolf, wolf of Wall Street. Do you need to take the run on the table? No, not really. Not but, really, yeah. but that it's was... Nine. Name, okay, name the famous music documentary that Martin Scorsese filmed that's considered one of the best time music The Last Dance. The Last Waltz. Bingo, Julia. I got one. Point. Now, that, okay, mm-hmm. so of those movies, I loved The Departed. 
I love. We didn't. It. We didn't even guess the department. Nope, I know, but that, that one that is was good. Too easy. Yeah. I liked so that movie. That yeah, cast. That was, that was an epic cast. So he likes De Niro and Leonardo is his oh muse De Niro. Always. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes, De Niro. Yes. Looks he likes like, a muse. He does. But he skips around on the women. I mean, he's a lot of different he's women. That, he's he's that loyal, loyal to the women. Sharon That's Stone, right. Michelle Pfeiffer. He said Michelle Pfeiffer has been in two of his. movies. Two of his. Yep. Yep. Looks like here we've got yeah Leo. We got Daniel Day Lewis and a couple. Is Martin Scorsese? the director for the killer of the wildflower Osage County Osage County I think so because that now that is Leonardo's now this because it was killer flower of the killer of the flower moon I think was the book that was killers of Osage County no No, it's the moon is in it somehow yeah they're killers and Osage and moon are all in that title killers of the flower moon the Osage murder yes yes and it looks like uh yeah who was in this one well Leonardo was in it Leo was in it yep it hasn't hasn't come out yet yeah it's not out yet but it's it's an amazing, it's an amazing book. book. It's about the kinda, book came out in 2017. That's yep. why I thought it already came out. There oh my god! Go. It's about the birth of the FBI. But that book is so good. It's such a wild story. It really about is how these native people got just so, so robbed. The native, uh, oh, oh, and murdered and, and just murdered. Everything. And this was the richest piece of land with oil, oil in all of, of Oklahoma. Yeah, it's oh. going to be a pretty. And if you don't know the story movie. and you want to read a really great book, yeah. It that reads is, like fiction. It it's, does. It's 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 a good audible. I want to tell yeah. people because I did this audible. He um, also wrote the Lost City of Z, which was then made into a not great movie with Charlie Hunnam. Even though um, you know it was a lot of Charlie in the movie, it still it was slow, ponderous movie. I hope this is good though. Oh no, this will be because there's so much action there's in this. So much when people and go good- and look for lost cities in South America. It's the turn of the century, the, the last century. Right. Boring. There's nothing going on. How much can you see There's of people hacking their way yeah. through the jungle? You <laughs> no. know what I mean? And it's getting like bit. A man in his machete. That's how you get. Remember how mad I was at Charlie Hunter? No, because okay, it's hot in South America. He's chopping down his way through the jungle to find the last city of Z. With okay, maybe it's unreasonable to take your shirt off because of the bugs, but still, <laughs> all I wanted was some shirtless Charlie. You Hunter. did. Charlie, he was in uh, Sons of Anarchy, correct? Yes, yes. Yes. And it looks like Tom Holland was in that movie, too, which is pretty Oh, intense. it was terrible. Lori, you were so mad at it. Because the book was good. The yeah. book was good. That author, that David, David guy, Gan- can write David, a story. Gander? Gan. Gan? G-A-N-N, yeah. yeah. He can tell a story. Oh, gosh, that's going to be a great movie. Mm-hmm. All right, there we go. Okay, just talk, talk to me real quick about Lady Gaga Gucci. Um, Holly posted the red carpet from last night. Do you love what she wore to the New York premiere? Loved it. Can I bother you to weigh in on that? I loved the it. The premiere was at the Lincoln Center. So, I mean, it was like, I mean, she's in velvet Armani. She's not just wearing all Gucci. I told you she's wearing all the Italian. Yes, she is. And Nicole Kidman, her movie that Aaron Sorkin, director of She and Javier Dem, they had their New York premiere last night. And Roger Friedman wants us to know that it was down at kind of a drafty old theater called the Village Cinemas on 2nd Avenue. And uh, we posted the poster for the movie, the I Am the Ricardos. It looks so good. Anyway, Roger tells us, he can't tell us about the movie, but Kidman... 
is going to blow everyone's minds. Really, Laurie? That's okay. what he said. Okay. And he said the people up front were has-been models, people not in the Motion Picture Academy. I can't figure out why we screened this movie at this place. So he didn't like where it was screened. Weird that House of Gucci and being the Ricardos are, you know, having the same New York City premiere night. Yeah, no kidding, Laurie. You're you're so right. Well, I can see that you're really not interested in anything I have to say about either of these two Hollywood properties or what people want to wear. So we're just going to go to the dirt alert, Julia. But we did post the picture, the gorgeous picture of Lady Gaga in that dress. She looks amazing. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Hey, Holly. Hump day dirt. Yes. Hump day dirt. And it's starting with a serious story this afternoon. Alec Baldwin and the producers of the movie Rust have been sued over that fatal shooting with the accuser saying that they chose to play Russian roulette. So Alec Baldwin and the producers of the movie Rust and others have been in a second lawsuit over the fatal shooting that killed Helena Hutchins on the set of that movie last month. Now, Mamie Mitchell is filing the lawsuit. She was the film's script supervisor, worked on the set of the movie, allegedly called 911 after Alec Baldwin shot a gun on the set of the film. And in this lawsuit, Mitchell reportedly alleges she was injured from the shooting and is suing for assault, intentional infliction of emotional distress, and deliberate infliction of harm. Well, I mean, even Clooney in an interview that he did on uh, Mark Maron's show, he just was like... (laughs) There were so many stupid mistakes. I, none of this was intentional, but there was so much carelessness on that set. He said, I never even heard of this. Right. You know, it who hires crazy. a 24-year-old for a Western with all kinds of gun stuff that's only worked on one movie? He was just calling it out. Yeah. I'm surprised that there haven't been more lawsuits filed. Mm-hmm. Now, according to a statement in this lawsuit, they're alleging that Alec Baldwin fired a loaded gun. Yes, yes. he did. Mm-hmm. He did. And was hurt and was told it wasn't. And, and yep. Clooney even told Mark, apparently Clooney was good buddies with Brandon Lee. Oh, I didn't oh. know that. They okay. knew each other. Okay. His, Back in the day. Yes. And like George's cousin was going to be best man in... Uh, Brandon Lee's wedding like they went way back but he just said he said every single time I've ever been handed a gun on the set I open it I show to the person I'm pointed to I show it to the crew every 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 single take I've never heard the term cold cold gun oh interesting he's been on a lot of sets with a lot of guns and you know what I mean Clooney well yeah and he's also been director and and producing and doing all of the roles so would really have his hands in on this kind of uh, procedure and how to handle it hey it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels so whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I said it was a lot of stupid mistakes and a lot of carelessness. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It, so this is the second lawsuit. We'll see if there mm-hmm. will be more. Oh, there's going to be more. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people are mad at Chrissy Teigen for having a party that some people are calling tone deaf. She had a Squid Game theme party over at her house over the weekend. And, and did she share these photos with us? Oh, yeah, she did on her Instagram oh, account. Now, <laughs> now, Lori, you've watched Squid Game. Yeah. Yes. And Julia, have you watched yes. Squid Game? Mm-hmm. All right. So would you think that rich people throwing a Squid Game party would be mm, It's so tactful? Squid Game. It's so Squid Game. Okay? <laughs> yeah. They're more like the people who came and watched the poor people playing the monies for game. I mean, it's... I, if I were going to have that party for all my rich uh, friends, I just wouldn't probably Instagram about it. I wouldn't it. Instagram it for a second. She's so dumb. She has to be... She cannot live her life quietly. Yeah. Like on this one. I mean, the dumb. optics of it are just because of you. Did you watch the show, Holly? I didn't. Oh, it's, it's so good. Oh, it's so it's really good. In, it's, I feel like it's a little close to some things that are happening. Well, it's kind of a, you could look at it's, it as an allegory or a fable about what's happening right now. You know, the yeah. r- rich and the poor. But I mean, it's not anything we have never seen in uh, something portrayed before so i think it's uh, interesting i mean i just thought it was so so good but it is very much like chrissy Teigen and her friends are the rich people who are paying the money to get the people who have no money to play these death games right well and i suppose <laughs> that chrissy Teigen would counter because her friends dressed as the contestants on squid game you know kind of Flipping the script, so oh, to speak. God. Yeah, so, just, just again, again, you get to do whatever you want, but don't Instagram it. Just don't let us know. This is the thing she doesn't ever seem to like get. Like, she really needs the world to know what she is she, doing at all times. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, people were yelling at her. Yeah, people were yelling okay. at her. And we uh, just heard about it. <laughs> so we heard the yelling. Okay. The report of the report. And if you do want to look at some of the pictures, you can go on her Instagram account. They're there just for you. Yeah. Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson hanging out again, this time in Palm Springs. Oh, oh lovely. They got invited to Chris, Chris Jenner's is, house. That's right. I was just going to say that, Lori. They absolutely did. And they're wearing matching Skims pajamas. Oh, <laughs> so Pete Davidson, you know, uh, showing his middle finger to the camera, tongue out. Kim Kardashian just doing a classic Kim Kardashian pose. Right. But this is all launching, I believe, I want to say that Skim's fleece plaid tops and bottoms are going to be out just in time for the holidays. Yeah, they're totally doing that, you guys. They totally are. Yeah. And I'm totally excited. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and the pajamas are cute. Also, at Kris Jenner's house, Flavor Flav. Flavor oh, Flav. Flavor Flav. 
Flav. At the same time, although Flavor Flav is not wearing the Skims flannel pajamas. Yeah, I don't, uh, you know, I don't know that I'm appreciating Kim and her flannel onesie with the, that looks like a snowflake. But the thing I like is that Pete Davidson is wearing the big Flavor Flav clock. Yeah, no, I know. That's That's super funny. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And if you look at the photograph, Pete Davidson is looking at Flavor Flav and the expression on Pete Davidson's face is like, I can't believe my life is so cool No, it's so, it's priceless. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So uh, just in time for the holidays, Kim Kardashian flannel pajamas yeah listen i bet they sell i bet they do i mean anything she they sell yes they do uh over some casting news over at the crown they have cast their prince william and it's going to be dominic west's son sen and west convenient because dominic west is playing prince charles himself so Mm -hmm. they didn't really have to look that far well there you go now didn't don't see any photographs of him dressed as prince william right now but he is 13 years old and so you know you can kind of guess by how old he is what they're going to be covering in this season of the crown Uh, things uh, are going to get intense how about how salty the palace and palace aides are being that they've had friends look in and they could sue the crown for season five, they're so they're so worried because this is going to be the devastating season. Yeah. If the if the lid got peeled off of Charles in season four, it's coming all the way off about really how horrible he was to Diana. Well, what grounds would they even have to sue the Crown? It's a fictional interpretation, exactly, of things that happened. Yes, but they're not. But it's pretty explicit. But, if you think that the crown is a documentary yeah boy well we've got some things to talk about if you think that yeah i think that you know they shouldn't be making such a big fuss about it but i do really think it does bother charles and camilla because it undid 20 years of pr rehab for those two i think so well yeah you know the british royal family they had some good pr for a time yeah and then they kind of you know did it to themselves. Yeah, Let's they just basically did. Yeah. yeah, you know, and speaking of that, uh, people over at uh, page six are reporting from multiple royal sources that Harry and Meghan have no plans to go to the UK for the holidays, which is not surprising. No. Yeah, they have two little kids. Little, it's hard. It's hard. Exactly. Yeah. And Meghan Markle, by the way, stopping by Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah, I watched yeah, that. Is that going to be on tomorrow? Because I think she it's uh, she taped it today for tomorrow. Yeah, if it wasn't on today, then it's going to be on for sure. tomorrow for right. sure. Yeah. She looked gorgeous. She told yeah. a funny story. I wonder story. what they were blabbing about. I'll tell you tomorrow because okay. I already watched part of it. Oh, you did? Yeah. There you okay. go. That's called a tease. tease. <laughs> All right, Holly, thank you. You're welcome. All right, guys, let's take a look at your My Talk traffic, which is brought to you by Vintage Scandal. It was quite the scandal. All right, what are we, Lori? Well, this scandal is something that has been a scandal since it happened in 2004. And every year that has passed since 2004, that we've learned about uh, little different tidbits. There's been podcasts. You're, You're wrong about. Uh, Janet Jackson and Nipplegate or the wardrobe malfunction in, in Don't framing. Do you remember when I read that book? Or what did it was a f- article that came out like maybe five years ago when we heard about how crazy obsessed Les Moonves from CBS was at bringing Janet Jackson down. Yeah, I mean this is the thing. I mean 
you're going, you're I'm jumping derailing ahead. me I'm off jumping track ahead. right I'm now. Sorry. I really can't. I, I'm sorry. Now I'm having a hard time even focusing. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Um, but anyway, so the, we've been scandalized about this since it's happened. And every year after that, we learn more. We, you know, even w- with framing Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake apologizes specifically to Britney and Janet Jackson, uh, kind of alluding to basically I've not always treated the women right. You know, he does this apology. He is involved in both and involved in both. If you think about it and the people who gave us framing Britney Spears, the two women from the New York times who did that documentary, we'd heard about this, that it was coming. And now it is going to be um, out Friday on FX and Hulu. And it is, uh, basically, the infamous Super Bowl show that happened, and um, here's a little audio from the Today Show about the documentary, making it what went into it. One of the most scrutinized moments in network television history. Planned or not, stunt or not, did the punishment actually fit the crime? Nine sixteenths of a second that damaged the career and legacy of an American icon. Justin Timberlake exposing Janet Jackson's breast to 144 million television viewers. The thing just became an explosive powder keg. And in the middle of that was this woman who had pioneered her image when she was punished for it. Produced by the team behind Framing Britney Spears, the explosive documentary that some argue helped free Britney from her conservatorship, Malfunction, the dressing down of Janet Jackson, takes viewers back 17 years. Why revisit that moment now? So much happened in between culturally, politically, and socially to us as America that I thought we needed to look at this film through a different lens. Director Jody Gomes explores the backlash. And unfortunately, the whole thing went wrong. The humiliation. I, I want to put all that behind me. Well, well not, well, not me. <laughs> and the ire of then CBS network head Les Moonves, who demanded in-person apologies from both stars. And more than anything else, Moonves felt that he had been publicly embarrassed. Justin Timberlake made the apology. What occurred was unintentional. Janet Jackson did not. The Grammys, which were on CBS that year, excluded Jackson, while Timberlake was celebrated. Her career suffered because of someone whose ego was hurt. If she had apologized in person like Justin did, would things have been different for her? She had apologized. She apologized two or three times. You know, what what took place back then wasn't right. Janet's career certainly descended while Justin's career ascended. And that's just something you can't ignore. I think it says a lot about our industry um, and how we handle um, ageism. I think it has a lot to do with sexism, and I think it has a lot to do with racism. Last February, in the wake of the Me Too movement and the Times Britney documentary, Timberlake apologized to both superstars, posting in part, I understand that I fell short in these moments and in many others, and benefited from a system that condones misogyny and racism. You'd have to ask those two artists if it's enough, because at a certain you know, level, a pound of flesh was taken from both of those women. What specifically has changed to get us to this point? I just think that we have platforms now that allow us to be heard. I just don't think society actually knows what to do with us powerful women, so we just keep powering on. Mm. So, but it would... It sounds like to me, and one of the things, and you did allude to that, you know, when we were talking about the beginning, is that how as time went on, finding out how much of a 
horrible guy Les Moonves was in in destroying Janet Jackson's career. And he did require, you know, he did want, you know, a personal apologies. And so we're going to, but I think as much as I have always hated what a weenie Justin Timberlake has been on all of this because he didn't, uh, you know, I just, I, I feel like they both should have, like, okay, it was both of us. We both kind of thought it would be a cute thing. He, you know, the, the, right away everyone was caught lying about it. But Les Moonves, because of CBS, the Grammys were the next week. Boom, he kicks Janet off of that. Yep. MTV and VH1, he controls that. Simon and Schuster, she had a he was book owned by deal. Viacom. Yes, I mean, there were so many ways that he literally reached out. So I think. What we're going to find after watching this documentary is that we are going to be re-scandalized over how much power Les Moonves had on destroying her career. And also then you could even, maybe we're going to get the case made that the media reaction to it erased, you know, an icon of unapologetic sexuality. If you think about who... Janet Jackson was like, I mean, when she did that one album and her hands, you know, like she was, we knew she, we like, she's free. She's in all her thirties, all, all for you. And oh, the she's boobs. Gorgeous. And, and women were like, yes, you know, we, yes, we are sexy and we can have sex with whomever we want. And there was a thing about her that was, she was able to skate that fine line, or I don't guess I don't want to call it a fine line. Where she's sexy and not threatening. Women still like her and men still like her. And that's like a very amazing thing to be able to be. Okay. And the wardrobe malfunction. And I've always maintained that Justin not just saying, hey, we both came up with it. The stylist or if they don't want to get in all the detail, but we kind of came up. Whether she had this nipple, if if they'd done that, I don't think that she would have been so slut-shamed. Right. And, and, it, and, you know, what's interesting and another thing, the woman, because you were telling me about this earlier, is that the woman who it was the first woman producing the halftime show for MTV at the Super Bowl. Yes. Her, her name, name was Sally, Sally Fratinini. And she she felt so betrayed because she did not know that Janet and or Janet and Justin worked with the costume people to come up with that. that they didn't tell her. They, they left her, her out of the loop. Cause that they were doing this rip right. off of the bra. Because you're yeah. going to be naked at the end of the song was the song. Right. And they he ripped it off her bra. And she didn't know about that. And she felt so undermined. Well, no, she said the production team experimented with Timberlake pulling off her her skirt without involving nudity. And that reveal was supposed to take place, you know, rock your body with going to be yeah, naked yeah. by the end of the song. And Frattini said the idea was nixed by upstairs. Okay. And no idea why. And she is convinced that then led to, hey, let's do the top. Instead right. of flaking off the skirt, right. we'll just do this. And they actually went and found this guy who sold little nipple sun guards. Or, yeah. you know, he pierced nipples, had nipple jewelry there was a tailor, you know, because all of this. But she was, yeah, I hope they talked to the producer, the body piercer, the FCC chairman, the NFL exec, and the tailor. Yeah. I think are all supposed to be in this. But I think people are going to be really, like, Les Moonves, Julie Chen is going to, like, people are going to, like, raise their eyebrows at her in Beverly Hills. Like, you really, 
married right. to the devil. Right. Remember when she when that all came out, and then she distinctively took his last name on Big Brother when she because she would always sign off as Julie Chen. Oh yeah. And yes. then she was Julie like Chen Julie Chen, Chen Mumbai. She always like made a point like I'm standing by him in this, which I yes. thought was really. And then she lost her job on the talk, and then um... all she has is Big Brother now. I think. Yeah. For, yeah. yeah. So it's just, you know, it really, you know, when that happened and she's never been able, you know, to come, come back from it, you know, in a way. And like the book deal and everything that happened to her, Mm -hmm. just like it was all because like, how dare you? And it was one nineteenth of a second or whatever it was. I know. And I, I do remember watching it with my kids and we we, we were like, what is Rewind it. But I mean, like they were like, and they also the portrayal of Janet Jackson was that she was a shameless past her expiration date hussy at 37 and did this deliberately to get album sales. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. That was the other thing she was accused of. Oh, you hussy. Right? You you know what I mean? Yeah. You're so tacky. You're trying so hard. All these things that Janet Jackson had never been. Right. right. I mean, that had never been her image. Wow. Right. We'd never, we were like, she's girl next door. We, right. There was a relatability about Miss Jackson that uh, people yeah. liked. All right. It's called Malfunction, the dressing down of Janet Jackson yeah. on Hulu and FX this Friday night at nine o'clock. Yeah. We're going to so be... tape it if you don't have Hulu on FX. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Listen, um, I love a chance to revisit that. That just, that is the number one. Oh, I'm mad at Justin Timberlake that he just was such a weenie. You guys have changed my viewpoints of him since I've been with you. I had no idea of the kind of creepiness that he had and the, 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 his bad behavior. I didn't realize well, it. Who was women? Yeah, with, he's with, yeah. not the first man to stand on a woman's back to get oh, some. Gosh. <laughs> we'll, we'll be right back. Okay, on before we move on to our yes. little late night snack, Jared Leto with oh. Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> he had a sheer black um, fitted shirt, Julia. He's hot. I don't know why I'm such... Why am you're I? Like, why do I love men love in sheer, sheer shirts? Lori, Lori it has a sheer pattern. You know, like a, almost like chevron. Oh, pretty. And then he had chipped white nail polish. I was beyond He's attracted sexy. to him. You know why? I just you love that rocker I, look. Grant, Jared Leto and I had him all. Oh, yeah. I'm going to find that photo. I have the best picture oh. of Julia and Jared Leto. Love it. And he was enchanté to meet Julia, let me oh, tell you. Oh, it was such a wonderful... He could have kikied with her all night long, a... I think, but he was with his mom and his brother, Bosdell, mm-hmm. oh, at the award so show. But cute. here's a, just a little thing about maybe this... 
I don't know if we're going to see this in the wardrobe malfunction, the Janet Jackson documentary about uh, the 2004. But what's ironic is apparent is is the story is that Les Moonves ran into the broadcast booth, booth after you know the boob the, stunt the halftime show. to watch the and tape the- again to decide how to handle it. He was watching the game from the luxury suite next door and had the network folks set up a special TV to replay the incident during the third quarter of the game. He was on site, and he was the one who dictated the response and led the narrative against Jackson as the guilty party. He set up the story. Yeah. No, he's an He's evil. behind the blackballing of he her totally career was. and Remember, totally it was, derailed it. It might have been five years ago, but when everything was booming up and he was getting pushed out of CV, um, CBS, CBS, really so, for all we, his harassment. His sexual harassment stuff, but there was someone wrote this scathing article, I can't remember, and I came into work that day and I'm like, oh, oh my Yeah, word. we found out she, he personally nixed the Grammys. He nixed her and book he led, deal. And he let the book deal, he let Justin Timberlake, because he felt Justin Timberlake like groveled more. Justin cried. Begged. I told you. He yes. cried and begged. He, he cried, cried and begged, begged Les Moonves. We don't know if any of this will be in the documentary, you know? Hopefully. This kind of stuff. But he ordered VH1 and MTV to stop playing her videos and all the Viacom radio stations to play no Janet Jackson. It was un- And Simon and Schuster couldn't do her book. And it was a personal vendetta. He yeah. was such a dink to her. Dink, dink, dink. Okay. I have... Go ahead. Well, Jared Leto, do you want to hear from your boyfriend? Oh, I do. Because, you know, they were all on GMA for a pre-tape thing that was with Chris Conley, but there were so Al Pacino, Ridley, Gaga, Driver, Jared Leto. I saw them. They all looked beautiful. They all. they didn't have enough time. They didn't have enough time, but whoever gave uh, Al Pacino the spray-on tan, 10 years younger, and he's got that full head of hair, and Lady Gaga... You know what? She really likes her older gentleman. She feels very... So do we. Yeah, but I mean, she's like really Mm -hmm. goes out of her way to make him feel special, as she should. And he made her feel special and complimented her and said she is a great actress. Hearing that from Al Pacino, stop. Yeah, no kidding. Tell me again. Stop. Okay, well, Jared Leto stopped by uh, Fallon. And when he, you know, he wears the little Johnny jump-up boot, a nice Mm -hmm. stacked heel, because he's not... He was just. He's a metro. He's been a metrosexual. Since no, the but Julia, of time. he was just like maybe three inches taller than you. I mean, seriously, oh, yeah. he might be five five. Grant. Yeah, I think he's and shorter I probably than me. He's, more. he's uh, yeah. You probably did. I mean, but he's it, a, he didn't care. He's a wood sprite of a man, but yet who care. doesn't want to put him in their pocket? <laughs> <laughs> he's so his eyes. Oh, the blue of his eyes. Do you remember? Yeah, I was just no. intoxicated. Yeah, he he was just drop dead gorgeous. So here's just a little. Uh, Jared Leto on Fallon. Have you met him before? You know, it's funny because I showed up for the first day of work in character, and I went up and I said, Pacino. You know, and he looked over and kind of just skirted away from me. I said, oh, maybe he's a little grumpy. I don't know. Yeah, of course. Uh, And then, you know, tried again. I said, Papa, it's me, Paolo. And uh, he basically shuffled off again. He's like, who's this, this creep? And then... Someone whispered to him, Al, it's Jared. <laughs> and he turned around and he said, oh, my son. Because Jared Leto is uh, unrecognizable. He has no hair. He, 
he's a portly, short Italian man of an indeterminate age. But he, they also said he's amazing. Yeah, I, yeah, I believe They said it. he does a really good... Him and Gaga. I don't want him to get stuck in just doing all these transformative roles. I, I would want like him, him to be to in just, a romantic comedy. Same, Julia. With someone I... Looking I, just like how he looks. I would like... I think, I think these beautiful actors owe us. They, they owe us yes. just one good rom-com. Thank you. I mean, come on. Does he have to transform no, for every No, I don't want him to role? transform. You know? Let's just be real. Be real. Are, are you going to watch this tonight? Well, you I, don't. I got bowling tonight, but I might watch it tomorrow morning. I'm planning on watching La Brea and oh. something else. Was it good last night? It was really know. good. Was, was it? Left it's the cheesiest show. Cheesiest, but I'm, they did a good job of hooking you in. And like you said, you were right. It, yeah. It turned around quite a bit. They did. And you know, that's been renewed, if I didn't tell you oh, that. Oh, good you enough. You guys love that La Brea. Oh, well, it's just kind of a good cheesy show. It's the fantasy show. land stuff yeah. that we like, you know. So Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Honestly, I don't think you'd like it, Julia, because it's. I already know I won't. Yeah, no. It I, reminds me of that. Di- I used to kind of love that land of the lost, and oh, you know that kind of dinosaur. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's what it reminds me yeah. of. Land of the lost, sort with of. a little bit of even lost, lost in, inside. In it. I but yeah, this lost. I mean, lost to Julia, us. Julia, remember everything. Uh, a couple years ago when I, we were going? I go, Julia, here they are, the La Brea tar pits. I've, yes, I remember. Know, we're driving. Okay, imagine if we'd been driving down that road and by Nordstrom, just, and it just opened up, and we went down to ten thousand BC. <laughs> And that's where they went. Yeah. That's where they landed. Oh, that's imagine. the premise of the show. I kind of like that idea. Yeah, But they've introduced some new characters yeah. and new parts that are pretty Okay, good. well, Julia, I know, is just going to be all about when she's got some awake time, the real no, housewives' got, ultimate I've got girls tennis. Trip. I'm supposed to take a dance oh, class yeah. after tennis So you're going to be tonight. wide awake and looking for something intoxicating to watch. Oh, Our I can never get to sleep after this. This no, will I be know. the perfect thing for you to watch. Go to the Turks and Caicos. With those people I'm... Peacock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the ultimate girls trip of the Real Housewives. Yeah. Lori like, it, and Brittany, loved. you guys loved it. Yeah, loved we just it, loved, loved it. it. Loved it, love it. Well, we'll see. To be determined what I watch. Oh, Julia. I'll come in and report. I know you won't be able to resist it. I don't know. I really you liked it that much. Julia, what, your two favorite women are recommending something to you and you're going to diss us like no, this? No, I go. won't do that. That would be cruel. <laughs> Everyone have a great night. We'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> Job done. Off you go.